Welcome to the Smoke and Rope Podcast, the show that brings together Michigan's top cannabis growers, advocates, and business owners to offer a fresh and honest perspective of Michigan's cannabis industry. Stick with us to get the lowdown from the people who have been on the ground floor of cannabis business in Michigan and gain insights into where the industry may be heading. Welcome to the Smoke and Rope Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Basor, and today is episode 78. And super excited to have on the show for the first time, Isaac Libes from Green Light Energy Conservation, but should be called Green Light Energy Auditors. Isaac, thanks for being on. Yeah, pleasure. Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, we, uh, we got a cool announcement we just did a little while back we'll get into today. Uh, but first, uh, Tom Beller at Real Leaf, uh, he's here, um, not on yeah. vacation, so appreciate yeah. your, uh, your presence. Well, you'd be the only one. Now, they're supposed to be on a cruise ship, but uh, with the CDC recommending that people don't go on cruises, uh, you know, we decided we're just going to stay home. So we're making the most of it. Yeah, you can always uh, rent uh, rent something on torch there. So, uh, Kevin, uh, Kevin over at True, uh, <laughs> looks like in a different office today. Uh, excited, maybe over at the new building with the new harvest coming down. So, Kevin, what's happening? So we're actually at the at the old building today. Oh. Um, we had our new we had our, our our first harvest at the new building over the weekend, um, and then we've had a super busy week trying to get that turned over. And then we were harvesting at the old building today. We kind of uh, pushed around our schedule to accommodate some other things yesterday. And then when I uh, found out Isaac was going to be on the show today, I honestly was going to going to back out uh, because we're so busy. But when I found out Isaac was on, I was like, I can't I can't back out on this one. So uh, <laughs> I'm excited to have Isaac on the show. He he's done a ton for us, and uh, I want to I want to come on and. And, uh, and and tell tell a little bit about what what happened and how things went. So excited for Isaac to be on the show. Yeah, me too. And I'm, I'm excited for all the listeners out there. Uh, you know, uh, downloading the podcast and in the industry, um, take a listen. And if you're uh, you know someone, say you're over at Dart Bank and you, you know uh, listening, and and you guys have growers that could benefit this and their foundation, think about that. We'd love you to spread the word. It's a, it's an awesome program. Everybody wins. And uh, with that, I'll get into, you know, introducing Isaac. Uh, Isaac reached out to me through, uh, through LinkedIn originally. And uh, I do get a lot of, a lot of LinkedIn uh, emails and a lot of messages. And Isaac's was obviously uh, not a, a spam one or the, um, you know, one that says, hey, uh, we're both in marijuana. Why don't we talk? So, uh, you know, uh, after a couple of times and uh, reaching out and uh, him being persistent, keep following up with me. Um, talked to some other people I know. I finally jumped on a call and was glad that I did. And uh, uh, Isaac uh, flew out uh, to Michigan uh, to see clients, but also took the time to... Uh, um, no, my weakness is when people buy me uh, drinks and food at Arts Pub in Lansing. So he, he, we took advantage of that. And, uh, um, you know, I, I really checked out this program because I can't... We can't be putting the foundation's name on something that's not legit. Uh, that'd be, you know, just a really bad thing. So, um, you know, Isaac, uh, you're, out, you're you're not from Michigan. You're doing a lot of work for Michigan. Why don't you give everyone a little background uh, on yourself personally, and then the company and and how you got into uh, cannabis? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, thanks, Ryan, for that introduction, and and thank you, uh, thank you everybody, really, for inviting me on the show. It's a uh, it's a real honor. I'm really excited about it. You know, uh, I think on the outside, maybe I look a little calm, but my, my inside is like those contestants on The Price is Right, you know, where they'd run down there all excited. Uh, don't worry, 
Ryan, no, no kisses on the cheek, uh, like Bob Barker style, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm still thrilled to be here and I uh, really appreciate it. So uh, like you mentioned, I'm not from Michigan. Uh, I'm born and raised in New Jersey, I'm a Jersey, Jersey Shore boy. Uh, grew up in a small town in Monmouth County called Marlboro, New Jersey. Uh, so of course, growing up as a kid, everybody was uh, always teasing me. If that's where the cigarettes are from. It's a little ironic now to be working in the cannabis space. Uh, but you know, our company, Greenlight Energy Conservation, is, is quite a mouthful. And, and to be honest, and, and Ryan, we've talked about it a couple of times. It really, as it relates to cannabis, it's uh, it's really would have been better off had we uh, separated the division and really just called it Green Utility Auditors because I don't want our message. And, and we'll get into exactly the process of our program and what we focus on, but. I don't want the message to be lost and, and get confused when you hear green light, you think lighting, maybe you think grow lighting, and it's really uh, totally unrelated to what we do focus on with our utility audit division. Uh, but that said, just as a way of a little background on our company, based here in Jersey, really service a variety of different sectors in the real estate world uh, through different, uh, different ways of, of focusing on conservation. So our core division does focus on lighting, which is why the name Green Light Energy Conservation we have a very robust lighting division that goes out to commercial properties, hotels, nursing homes, all sorts of uh, commercial real estate to upgrade their lights to LEDs, energy efficient lighting and all that. Uh, we also have a very, very uh, strong presence when it comes to water conservation. So we'll go out to multifamily properties, help upgrade the uh, water fixtures, whether it's the shower heads, the faucet aerators, the toilets to uh, water efficient equipment, save a lot of money for the managers and, and landlords when it comes to those types of buildings. And then finally, we have the division that is related to the cannabis industry, and that is the utility bill audit division, uh, which really doesn't get involved in the equipment itself or any of the actual production process that you might have. It's strictly focused on reviewing utility bills, going through those bills with a fine tooth, tooth comb and just understanding every line item, all the charges and making sure that you're properly being billed. So, that division was really born organically out of our lighting division where we were going in and processing rebates that were offsetting the, the cost of investing in LED lighting. And then it was just a byproduct of becoming familiar with utility companies and their billing practices that really led us to this audit service that we now focus on Canada today. Oh, that's, that is awesome. Awesome. So tell us uh, how you first jumped into Michigan and uh, the clients maybe that you're obviously uh, proud to talk about. And, you know, Kevin's one of them uh, here as well. Uh, talk about how you, you took that first step and, you know, like some of your, I guess, uh, I know the, 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 the sale, I'm a, I'm a lifelong salesman, so I always appreciate a good cold call story. How you got Rare on board is, uh, is funny. Uh, I do like that one. Uh, talk about that, and then after that, we can, we can start talking about what you actually do and how you can actually uh, benefit all these growers. Yeah, sure. So we started out uh, really in Colorado, 2016, 2017. You know, the market was booming over there. There were a lot of grows online. And uh, really, we just, we thought that looking at cannabis businesses as a way to save energy and, and really focus would be uh, focused on utility audits would be something that made a lot of sense just because of the sheer nature of how much energy is consumed in an indoor grow and uh and, and really uh and a whole nother subject is just how busy they are right i mean how much how much everybody's pulled in so many different directions from the over regulation standpoint and, and the uh, other challenges that they face so it really made sense to take a look at cannabis so we started out in uh, 2017 with the, the Denver market. Uh, it sort of snowballed from there where we 
rolled through probably 50 to 60 different cultivations just in Colorado alone. Uh, had tremendous success, built up quite a name over there. And then it so happened to be that one of our clients that operated in Colorado also was opening a grow in, in Detroit. And so they asked us to take a look at their facility there. And we did ultimately uh, come through with some savings for them. And that turned us on to the Michigan marketplace. Um, you know, with, with touching on the story you mentioned with Rare and uh, and, and with Patrick, it's, it's, you know, really tough. You know, it was also a LinkedIn start, Ryan. Uh, yeah. You are special, but not so special in the way that LinkedIn was the way I reached out. But I, I reached out to Patrick through LinkedIn and, you know, you have to be personable in this game. And, and like yourself, I'm a student of sales. You have to stand out. You have to find a way to be creative. And uh, with Patrick, it was noticing his dog, Rob, in the picture on his profile. So I had initially uh, started a conversation around his dog, Rob. And to a certain point, that was working. And then uh, I recall that he mentioned he had actually been planning to go to Mexico and Cancun. So when I found myself there at my brother's bachelor party, I couldn't resist. I shot him a quick selfie video of myself and my brother on a Friday afternoon uh, on some jet skis and uh, just told him, hey, I'm thinking of you. We're out here. I might be in sunny uh, Mexico, but I'm thinking of you up in snowy Michigan. And my focus is on trying to save you guys some money. And you know, he took that. He took he, he appreciated that. He had that forwarded over to his uh, director of cultivation, Ashley. And together as a team, they, they, they invited me down to their grow in Jackson and really took a look at our program and ultimately gave us the uh, green light, no pun intended. And uh, we've been off and running ever since. Yeah, it's funny you mentioned that, uh, Isaac. You know, I used to do in the beginning, I know Ryan did it as well. We used to do door-to-door uh, -door sales, you know, and, um, you know, talk about having to have some creativity. You know, as soon as you walk in the door, people want to be like, get the hell out. You know, we're not, we're not, we're not interested, you know, but the, 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 the easiest thing I found, and I, uh, you've obviously touched on it is if you can make somebody laugh, then that becomes personal. You know what I mean? And next thing you know, you're having a conversation about something else, you earn their trust, and then you shift the focus to the business situation and you can kind of develop it from there. So I, I respect that whole tack that you pulled with, uh, with uh, Patrick. I, I think that's, that's genius. Um, you guys did a, a, an audit for us, uh, super easy. Um, you know, I've had several people contact me over the years about doing audits and, uh, you know, it's back and forth through emails and it just gets complicated. Um, what is it about what you guys do that makes it so streamlined? You, you literally flew out to my to my facility. You came to Michigan. You visited with Ryan, stopped by my facility for, I don't even know, a half hour and then uh, sent out um, your, your team. They came out and took a look and um, that was a quick process, maybe a half hour of them doing some uh, some walking around, looking at the, the different items that we have and then looking at our utility bills. Um, and, and so what makes it more streamlined for you guys than some of the other the other guys that are doing things in the business? Well, thanks for the kind words again, Kevin. Um, I think what really makes us stand out is how we're focused. We're laser focused on what we know best. And what we know best is the utility bills and all the charges. Uh, not so much when it comes to the, the actual equipment itself and the efficiencies and there's I mean, you guys know, Tom and, and Kevin, every harvest is, has so much in terms of importance, the dollar amounts associated with it. You really can't afford to experiment and tinker around and hope that someone's going to save you a, a little bit of money just at the expense of, of the product and the, and the harvest, right? So you can't really afford that. Uh, when, when it comes to us and our program, we're really just focused on the bills. We're not interrupting anything with your day-to-day -day grow and, and process or, or the equipment itself. So. We're able to just come in and, and really focus on what we do best, stay out of your hair. Uh, we don't we don't interfere with daily operations and just be focused on what we do best and, and really demand minimal time. That's another thing, you know, 
nobody has extra time in this industry. And if you do, you're probably not long for it. So that's <laughs> what type of things are you finding, Isaac? Oh, there's you a little, I mean, uh, with, with Kevin, it was a, a classification type of mistake that's, that's tied into the state taxes. There are, I mean, there are so many, if you go on the, uh, the website of these utilities and I mean, it's all black and white, it's there. It's just a matter of really taking the time to understand it and go through it and, and figure out what's best for your particular business and, and property. But I mean, there's a, there's anywhere between 10 to 15 different categories that the utility can classify you as and bill you on. And even within those, there's some, some other different, uh, ways that they could break it down whether you're a large user, small user, and there's different tariffs that apply to everything. So, you know, personally myself, I'd be lying if I told you I understood everything because every utility is really different, even though it follows a lot of the same pattern. But that's why we have a team back in our office that literally 24 hours a day, they're reviewing, constantly learning, constantly evolving and understanding different ways that you can set up businesses. And through our experience in cannabis, we've, we found that even a small, subtle difference can add up big time. When it, you know, when you, when you factor in how much power you're consuming and what it looks like on an annual basis. So how does that work for, for the listeners, people listening to growers out there, people who, who know growers and want to do uh, them a favor by uh, hooking, hooking uh, Isaac up with them? Uh, what, what's the risk and reward? Yeah, there's, there's really no risk aside from uh, maybe a couple minutes to pull a recent bill because our process it's really just to evaluate one recent complete copy of the water, sewer, gas, electric bill. So it's really that simple. Uh, just from taking a look at one bill, we can determine from the structures that we see on those bills and maybe a little bit of digging and understanding within the utilities uh, websites of what you are being charged right now and if there's any potential uh, to pursue savings. So it's a, real, it's a real easy ask and that is to just take a look at one recent complete copy of those bills. To see if there's anything out there uh, from there we won't we won't we won't make contact with the utility on your behalf until we've explained to you what we think we found and what we want to do and that's always uh it's always a big touch that's a sensitive subject you know people are always concerned are you going to go back to my utility how's it going to affect my relationship with them you know saving money is good but we need the lights on of course <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah you know isaac it's it seemed to me that um once you guys submitted the paperwork um the turnaround time on, on getting paid was lightning quick. Um, does that, that, that gives me the inclination that these utility companies are anticipating this, that they're aware of the situation. Um, how is this not illegal? Well, yeah, it's a good question, uh, Kevin. It, it, it's not so much that they anticipate it or not. It's really, when it comes to utilities, it's really up to the end user to, 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 be, edu to be an educated consumer and understand what they're being charged. As ridiculous as that may sound, it's really, the burden really fall, falls upon the end user. And so they're not gonna go out there, knock on your door and do their door-to-door sales and tell you, hey guys, you should save some money, right? It's really up to you guys to understand uh, what's happening and, and, and approach them with it. So it's not illegal so much as that the rate codes and classification types that are out there are perfectly fine and, and acceptable for a lot of different business types. It's just somewhat of a, of a gray area or you need a level of expertise to understand based on your facility and your usage patterns, what is ideal for you. So I hope that answers your question uh, with that, in regards to that, Kevin. Well, uh, well let me ask you this. Um, you know, you guys do a lot of audits. Um, do, you, do you always seem to find issues or is there times that you guys review stuff and there's 
nothing wrong and, and you guys just have to move on to another another deal. I mean, it seems to me, um, you know, if people aren't aware that they're being overcharged, that this is this is a big deal. Yeah, no, that, well, there are plenty of times in full transparency, plenty of times we go through a bill, we throw up our arms and we say, hey, you guys can uh, rest easy. There's nothing more that we can add to it. And uh, just keep an eye if anything changes. If you feel anything changes, let us know. We can monitor it for them. But, you know, it's not a guarantee. It's not a slam dunk that we will find anything. But on the flip side, you know, what we're asking for isn't too time consuming and too big of a deal. All we want to do is really look at one bill. So, you know, worst case, there's absolutely no no charge up front. There's no, there's no risk of having us take a look. And uh, we even tell people who are extra sensitive, you know, you want to redact your account information, your your account number, your address, go ahead. You know, it's not stuff we're looking at. We're really just looking at the structures and how you're how you're set up. So Isaac, you know, we, we just went through this with me. It was it, it's only been a week or so since we got our, our, our first credit with the with the Board of Water and Light. Um, I haven't had a chance to really follow up with you about this, but is this something that we're going to want to have you monitor on a regular basis going forward? Or is that is it now corrected in the system and you foresee this kind of writing itself moving forward? Yeah, well, theoretically, it's corrected and it should be good moving forward, but it wouldn't be the first time where down the road a year or two later, things change, you're expanding, uh, perhaps there's another meter added to accommodate an addition or a build out and, and things can, can get crossed. So it, it should be good, but again, there's no guarantee. So that's why we, we do monitor it and we do request copies of the bills and try to streamline that process. So we're not asking you for the bills. And that's why we usually, part of our, our typical process is to sign an authorization that just grants us access to, to follow and monitor the bills to make sure that any changes that we did bring to the table remain in effect, but it shouldn't it shouldn't be uh, it shouldn't revert back to itself. But again, we're there to just make sure of that. That's awesome. I'm excited, and let's talk about you know the foundation. Uh, we just uh, thank you for your participating in our first day first annual. Now it's uh, it's going to be second annual instead of the first inaugural. So Jamie Lowell can rest easy, um, but. Uh, you know, uh, came on, talked about it, supported that, and you know, you came up with this idea, and I'm always looking for for creative ways. There's a ton out there uh, to to help with the foundation and the work that we're doing, and I'm really optimistic. Uh, we're just going to start pushing this now um, to for everyone to give it a try. Like, there's you know, unless there's for some reason somebody out there hates me or uh, or you, and I'm sure there's a few people in Michigan that hate me, but not not a lot. So uh, there's no reason why not to do it. So um, you've, uh, tell them what you kind of proposed to me and, and what we're doing. And then I, I guess I can go into like what we're gonna use the money for. Yeah, so what I, pro I proposed uh, pretty much splitting revenue, you know, doing a 10% of all our proceeds. You know, the way we bill is, is off of savings. And I guess I didn't get into that. Uh, in the earlier conversation, but mm -hmm. we, when we do deliver success, which is in the result of either refund savings or both, we take a percentage of that. So that's how we're, uh, that's how we generate uh, revenue. We are, we are not the non for profit, but that said, uh, we, we in turn approached you, Ryan, to just offer 10% of our proceeds directly towards the foundation. We look at it really as a, a now it's a risk-free win-win. Uh, you know, either we don't find anything and we move on, uh, and I still hit you up for a little donation to my found to the Redemption Foundation, or we do find money, uh, we generate revenue for ourselves, and of course pay it forward directly to the foundation. Yep. Cool. 
excited. That's, that's nah. So am I. I think there's sky's the limit on this one. Um, a lot of potential, and you know, as as some people know, working working with us sometimes uh, it takes a little while to get things rolling. But once we do something, we try to do it really right. So thank you for your patience as well. But we're we're really focusing on the foundation end for everybody out there. We're really. Uh, you know, we, we're supporting the uh, Michigan uh, Cannabis Freedom Coalition and all the clemency and the great work that they're doing along with Force Detroit. But also, we're really zeroing in on, on Glenn and Great Lakes Expungement Network. We, we really only had a half a year of expunging records. Kevin's another another participant in that. Like everything we come up with, Kevin's our guinea pig. It's awesome. I'm uh, like, yeah, let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, we, we've expunged, uh, you know, we're zeroing in on 400 records and that's something you know and and as we learn more about it people are like oh the state's doing it the state I saw you know i saw general nestle and the sheriff from saginaw do this dunk tank thing well part of it is is not a lot of people necessarily trust the police still that have gotten gotten records but then they just sign you up what and then there's a whole thing like you you need fingerprints you're gonna need to talk to the uh the court possibly you might need to be represented you might need to have a, one of our lawyers talk to them to get so like we're we're really taking that next step and doing really the whole process for everyone. So the more people that hear about it and get expunged, the more money we need we need to raise. But it's tangible. Um, everything that goes into Glenn goes right into expungement. There's no, there's, as nonprofits go, it's 100%. There's no salaries. There's nothing out of it. So people can, can rest assured. Not only if they, they get money back from Isaac, uh, all the money that we get from him uh, for the for Glenn is going to go right into that. So it's 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 going to be big, and maybe this will be the the uh, the program that helps fund a lot of the uh, a lot of the expungements. Uh, you know, so we, we need that help for sure. Um, so I, I got a question for you, Isaac, and you can come back to that if you want the foundation, whatever. But what's I love talking to people that uh, that are you know work in the cannabis industry and and go from state different states. What was your first impression of Michigan? Because I know uh, uh, we got a reputation of being kind of wild, and uh, you know, compared to the other states, and uh, how did you learn to to adjust? Yeah, I would say um, you know when I first <laughs> approached Michigan, I, I didn't know what to expect. Right, I, my my experience was mostly related to uh, Colorado. We've done other we've done work in other states like Massachusetts and Florida, Maryland, but. You know, Michigan, I wasn't prepared for, I guess, the inner uh, the inner battle with what happens, you know, when you when you talk to the, uh, some of the other big boys of the industry versus uh, the whole kid caregiver thing. And that was just getting started when I was uh, approaching the industry. And, it, you know, I, I really have to credit a lot uh, to, to this podcast, the Smoke and Roll podcast, of really educating me on, on the Michigan industry as a whole to better understand what was going on behind the scenes, what you don't really see reported in the mainstream media out there, in the LinkedIn world, so to, if you will, and really getting a better understanding of what was going on. So, you know, I've had some some whoopsies, you know, along the way where I've, uh, you know, tried to gain credibility by leveraging some clients that we started out in the early days of Michigan, and that, that certainly backfired. I certainly learned quickly who to mention, who not to mention. <laughs> <laughs> it certainly set me on a, on a more altruistic path, if you will. Uh, which is which is really um, so much so much more enjoyable to, to really fill a need and, and do something for the community that that goes along uh, you know that feels right you know just almost like as a consumer when you when you go into your dispensary and 
and you want to make a choice of which product to, uh, to to purchase, I mean, you'd hope you'd factor in a little bit of what the brand stands for and what they're what they're what they're behind. And you know, we know the, the path to legalization was paved uh, from those that were unfairly prosecuted and and for those that were picked on. And uh, to just you know, especially now partnering, you know, to touch base with the Redemption Foundation, it, it means a lot to us as a as a company to be associated with with uh, something like Redemption Foundation and what you guys stand for, what you're out to do, and, and now with the all expungements. And I mean, it, it couldn't be, uh, it's it's our greatest uh, honor to really uh, do good for good. And uh, we're grateful. Yeah, Isaac, you had mentioned uh, listening to the podcast, you know, um, you know, he's not full of shit on this whole thing. Um, you know, there's been several times over the last, you know, I don't know, two or three months that, you know, Isaac has hit me up after a podcast and said to me, you know, ask me a question about something or simply just said, hey, man, you guys did a great job today. I thought you guys' insight was amazing and I'm learning a lot and I, I really enjoyed myself. So thanks for putting on that show. You know, so I appreciate you, you know, being true to your word and and, and, uh, and listening and, and taking it to heart. Um, you know, you and I never got into it, whether or not you consume cannabis. I, I'm not really sure what the, what the legalities are in New Jersey there, but I know when you walked into my grow and started walking around, you did get a pretty big smile on your face. So I can only assume that that you have a, you know, some kind of connection to cannabis, whether it be uh, just through business or through personal experience. But, um, you know, uh, my, my question for you, I guess, is, uh, you know, I have a really small grow. I'm a class A grow. Um, I don't have a ton of electrical usage, but you guys were able to get me a, a, a substantial amount of money back. Um, when you've done these audits before, I mean, what's the largest rebate you guys have seen on your end from a cannabis company? Yeah, Kevin, I am just I am in New Jersey. I don't think New Jersey knows the legality yet either. It's, it's been quite a mess here. So uh, they're still trying to straighten that out. And, and it looks like hopefully mid 22, we'll we'll see some progress as far as them rolling out, uh, you know, reg regulations for uh, adult use here in New Jersey. But uh, I still get a smile. That smile I had, even though it was a small facility, I probably walked through. I don't know if it's 75 or 80 different grows across the country. I still get that smile every time I walk into the door. Um, but, uh, you know, it's, it's really, it's, it's tremendously rewarding to, to, to work in a, in a cannabis, in the cannabis space where, uh, so much is missed. Um, you know, like you said, a small grow and still a lot of money back. Uh, if, if I had to put a number on it, I would say it's in excess of a quarter million dollars for one of the big, big, big indoor grows that was granted also operating very inefficiently. Um, and that one is, is in the works now in, in Florida. Uh, we pulled through something around 200,000 for a grow in Maryland, you know, without saying any names. Uh, so it, it's it's not all that uncommon for these to definitely exceed six figures. It's obviously much, much less likely on smaller growth to find something that size of that size. But there's really no uh, one size fits all as far as expectations. I would I would estimate sometimes you can get up to 10 to 15 percent uh, as far as savings go on a monthly basis of your total bill. But, you know, there's no uh, cookie cutters here. It's, everyone is individual. So so let me get this right. I just want to clarify. So it's no upfront cost. You guys only take a percentage if you actually make money. And I might be able to get a quarter million dollars back. Is, is that right? Am I, am I misunderstanding something? Here? No, and, redemp and redemption gets part of that, too. Don't forget redemption. Absolutely. Foundation. Well, that's exactly why I've held off this long, Isaac. I was waiting for this to happen. Nice. Right. Yeah, well, I'm, glad can, I'm glad it sounds like you're ready now. Uh, Tom. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. 
Yeah, now there's a lot of some Tom could show you around Kalkaska. Um, but I, so Isaac, you uh, you did this uh, in Michigan, and your company, New Jersey, uh, was uh, was it hard to get it approved with uh, uh, you know your company? And are you guys looking at uh, the same? You know, after I see maybe see how it goes here or not, but looking at other states, or is there other states doing what we're doing? I guess too. Yeah, uh, I mean, personally, I, I've been focused on Michigan uh, over the last 12 months or so, ever since I got into this state. Uh, we certainly have clients in other states, other marketplaces, include Colorado, which is our, our largest, still our largest uh, client base, as well as Massachusetts. Um, and they're very progressive as far as uh, mandating uh, efficiency measures. I don't think you're even allowed to use uh, HPS over there, or they're trying right. to pull back as much as possible. Um, as far as limiting the amount of energy per square feet, per square foot that you're allowed to have in a grow. Uh, so there's certainly other states that, that we focus on, but personally for us, um, Michigan is, is where I've been looking. And I take that trip probably once every three to four weeks uh, from Jersey to Michigan, just to see clients check in, do another, do another walkthrough um, and, and just uh, see what we can do to, to help. Have you done any in the UP yet? Uh, yeah, actually, we did our first one in the UP last month. We, uh, our engineer Bob was out there in the UP and uh, he had a battle with snow and wind and, and all that good stuff. He made sure to let me know that he prefers the Florida ones, <laughs> but, you know, uh, very limited licenses down there. So it's, uh, there's not all that many out there, but, you know, we did our, our first UP. I have not personally been up there, but I'm, I'm excited to, uh, to make my way out there. I'm maybe on the next one. Yeah, definitely. Uh, it's 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 uh, like another world. We did a, a vendor day trip in August, and we're gonna go back again uh, as well. So, but definitely, uh, definitely in the summertime. Well, now I'm super excited, Isaac. And uh, it looks like Tom, Tom, you got a a follow up? No, oh, I saw you come off the mute, but. No, I just wanted to, uh, you know, I'm, I'm really excited to, uh, to have you on. And, uh, you know, even with Kevin, uh, it sounded like, I mean, I, I think we, we're good to go for, uh, put this on TV for uh, a scene on TV infomercial. This was this was awesome. So. <laughs> yeah, so Isaac, is, is there any application to residentials on, on any of this stuff? I mean, should people be reviewing their at-home bills and making sure that they're classified correctly? You guys do any of that? Or do you guys have people that you work with that do something like that? You know, it's an interesting question. We don't really handle the residential, but I'm interested in taking a look as far as when it comes to caregivers, you know, when they're growing, how that might apply and what we can do on that. To date, our focus has just been on the commercial just because it takes a tremendous amount of, of you know, effort to go through the bills and understand what's happening. And to date, our company is really just focused on where there's a lot more juice to squeeze, uh, if you will. So we haven't really looked at the residential side and caregiver market, but it's certainly something uh, I do want to take a look, closer look at moving forward. And that would be, it's an interesting concept, Kevin, especially with, you know, caregivers maybe not wanting to uh, talk to the uh, the energy companies uh, about uh, about their energy bills and, and the things that are going on. Uh, but there, there's, as that progresses and, and as that gets solidified with the, you know, um, what the state wants to do, uh, that'd be, that'd be awesome. You could put that out and, and go through that. It's, Lord knows those are some big bills too. But uh, really excited Isaac was on. I'm really excited about this program. And uh, it's it's cool to be able to, to do this podcast and talk about things like this and get this and get this reach. So I wanted to let uh, Tom and Kevin and Isaac say say goodbye before we go. 
Uh, and then uh, we'll see you guys next week. So, Tom, go ahead. No, I'm going to go dig up that bill, man. I'm going to send <laughs> it on over, all right? Sounds good. Yeah, good to see you again. Likewise. Happy New Year, man. Yep. Kevin. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm excited for Isaac to get his ball rolling here in Michigan and, and helping some people out. It's a it's a big deal. I mean, it's it's like I said, it's a substantial amount of money and this can help out a ton of people. And uh, I'm looking forward to what it can bring also to the Redemption Foundation. Um, Ryan had mentioned earlier that uh, earlier this year I got my um, marijuana charges expunged from my record. Um, I'm looking forward to the future of not having to explain that to people when uh, you know I potentially want to loan, uh, borrow money, or apply for a job, or anything. You know, so um, you know I think it's a great partnership, um, and I, I really appreciate Isaac, you, you, uh, you being open to doing something like that, and um, for you reaching out to us and and, uh, and and also taking a true interest in the podcast and learning more about our industry because I think that that's super commendable as well. Yeah, we uh, when we started it, we uh, we didn't know. Uh, you know, it's pretty cool. People, people, you know, someone like you's listening to in New Jersey and learning. So it's been it's been a great road. So Isaac, uh, you know, thanks for coming on. Do you have anything you'd like to uh, say before we go? And what's the best way to get a hold of you? Anyone can always get a hold of uh, uh, me, um, but uh, you direct, and uh, let's get this going. Yeah, absolutely, sure. I mean, if people are on uh, LinkedIn or, or the Facebook groups uh, in the Michigan cannabis industry, they can reach me directly there. Or, you know, email is always good. It's Isaac at GreenlightEC.com, uh, so they can get a hold of me uh, one of several ways. Uh, you know, for the pod, as far as wrapping up, you know, the podcast has been so beneficial just for me. So, I mean, it's funny. I feel like I should be the one thanking you for that instead of the other way around. I mean. Anyway, my inbox on LinkedIn is full of people trying to figure out how to get into the cannabis industry in general and the Michigan market, sometimes in particular. And, and I always steer them in the way of educating themselves on the local market and really becoming an insider to what market they're trying to serve. And I, I commonly steer them to podcasts like this one. And, and I feel like this is just the best way to go about it. Uh, just smart business wise, but it's also just, it's, it's good to know who you're servicing. You know, there's more, more to it than just going out there and trying to make a dollar. It's, it's really understanding your market and, and knowing what you're doing. So again, thank you guys so much for, for having the podcast, for inviting me to participate. Uh, it's a tremendous way to start the new year. And this, this, this partnership with Redemption is, is for sure the most exciting thing I've been part of in, in quite a while. So uh, I'm just very grateful to be here and grateful to get the message out that uh, it doesn't hurt. Have us take a look at your bill, see if we can come up with anything. So uh, thank you all again and happy new year. Yeah. Thank you, Isaac. I, I just wanted to say, like you said at the beginning, you know, everyone out there that's listening, that's not a grower, if you're an ancillary business you, and, and you listen to the show, uh, you know, uh, tell your growers if you if you're there's some of your clients, you can the worst case, you know, it's 30 minutes of their time and uh, best case, they get a bunch of money and, uh, you know, the foundation is going to be able to expunge records. And I will say this because, uh, you know, it's been uh, we talk a lot about it on the show and, and you know, um, on you know who we can work with and who's not based on, on MCMA and all that. But my point of view is that when it comes to expunging records, I think the, I think the MCMA should pay for everyone's in the states that's got a marijuana crime. I think they should pay for it all. So if we're gonna save money, it will take we'll, we'll, we'll do this with anyone. It's gonna expunge records. I think that uh, you know a lot of the people uh, like that should be, paying for this. Let's expunge everyone's record. So uh, we'll take it all. We're ready to uh, to do this and, and get this out there. So with that, 
appreciate everyone this week and thank you again isaac and uh we'll see you next week the smoke and rope podcast is produced and hosted by me ryan basor the owner of redemption cannabis have ideas for episode topics or would like to be a guest on the show contact us at ryan b at redemptioncanna.com thanks for being along for the journey